Are you recording? I am recording. Sweet. If you could go to King Shark and make your way to issue one. Oh, I haven't even signed it. <gasps> I feel like a buffoon. It's okay. I played the baboon. I have a bassoon that sits in my room. It, oh, yeah? It mocks me. Mocking me. <laughs> is, it, is it the crappy one? Yes, it is. <laughs> the one that the got one you through high school? Freak, bro. Yeah. It's just sitting there right now. And I'm always like, I'm going to practice. And, I don't, and then I don't freaking practice. All the things you got to do. I do have a lot of things I gotta do. No, please. <laughs> please. Please, spare me. I ask for so little in this life. I know. And almost none of it is pursued. So, just this once. Alright, I'm going to King Shark. Suicide Squad, it should be digital. Digital. Suicide Squad, King Shark. I've read the first three issues, so make your way back to the number one. Number one, is that Basilisk, Basilisk Rising? Good question. I don't have the answer to that. Oh, no, no, no. There's one There's one that's called Suicide Squad, King Shark, number one. Yes. It should Sweet. be by Tim Seeley. Yes, that's the one. Okie doke. Welcome to Pop Off. I'm I'm going to be reading Suicide Squad King Shark, well at least reviewing with my pal over here. Say Howdy. hi. Hey man. Uh writer Tim Seeley, artist Scott Collins, colorist John Callis. What's the rest? I don't have the rest. Oh no. I don't have the rest either. Um Let me back out of this. It was written by Tom Seeley. Pencils by Scott Pencils and Inks by Scott Collins. The cover is by Rain Barreto and Trevor Harrison. Harrison. Okay, doke. You can just follow along as I explain it. So it starts off with Defacer, which is Nightwing's ex-girlfriend from some time, because he gets around. But she's in prison for graffitiing his his statue. She was unaware. So in some Batman event. <laughs> Dick Grayson was shot in the head, and instead of killing him, because we can't kill our cash cow, the exactly. he had amnesia, and he was then Rick Grayson instead of Dick Grayson. And during this period of time, Rick. Defacer approached him at some point, I assume, and she, he didn't remember her, and she really got all twisted out of sorts about it. She <laughs> graffitied his statue and then got locked up in Belle Reve, which is a prison, for all the super people. In a breakout session, led by Harley Quinn, after being laughed at, she's mocked by this character Hot Take, the big chick, the hot chick, yeah. starting to, starting a fight, calling her a hamburger hoochie. That really got me, honestly. <laughs> starting here, from here on out, I'm sorry, but the script isn't that great. There are just some things that I hear and I read, and I just I just have to look at it for a little bit. Starting with hamburger hoochie. Right. King Shark smelled blood and visits her during lunch and tells her that she went into a blood frenzy and he can help. She gives him the cold shoulder and asks to be left out of his Wild Kingdom episode, which is kind of rude. True. Defacer heads to the bathroom and Hot Take basically begins to bash her face in because it's talking smack until King Shark eats her. 
eats hot take. Literally just rolls up and eats hot take. Wow. <laughs> it picks up at Amanda Waller's office. Alright, so again, I'm three issues ahead. Amanda Waller is the only character consistently written very, very well. And I feel like they do that in everything with her in it. She's just a scary black lady. And in this, she plays the role as the scary black lady. Nice. Picking up with Amanda Waller in her office, Deface begs not to have her head exploded, because that's the thing with Suicide Squad. They all have not just the Suicide Squad. I'm pretty sure everybody in Belle Reeve, they just have a bomb in their head. Yeah, a remote one, yeah. Yerp. But she begs not to have her head exploded, in that she didn't tell King Shark to eat hot take. Amanda Waller asks what she knows about King Shark. And the villains seem to gossip like wine moms, she says. King Shark and Murkrooks, again, just certain lines in this book, Murkrooks, never thought I'd see that word. King Shark and Murkrooks smuggled tech and treasures out of Atlantis, catching hands with Aquaman, <laughs> went and fought Superboy in Hawaii. Okay, Isaiah, look at King Shark when he's fighting Superboy. He's wearing a mankini. When he's fighting who? Superboy. Oh, he totally is. Uh, <laughs> someone, someone made that conscious decision to put him in that, but I'm, I'll get back to that. And he's the muscles for the Suicide Squad. And is half man, half shark. That is what Deface knows of her, of King Shark. Amanda Waller actually corrects her. He's fully shark and volunteers Defacer for a special mission. Amanda Waller has a deal with Nanawe. I think that's how you say his name. Nanawe's dad. King Shark is royalty of sorts. She can detain him for his crimes as long as he visits his homeland every now and then. Not having a suitable detonator for King Shark because of his physiology... She will use Defacer, since he seems to like her for, I'm not sure, because he just kind of sticks up for her, and I don't know why he's so fond of her. Right. This confusion continues for a little bit, but she chooses, Amanda Waller chooses Defacer as insurance to make sure he will return. Defacer reminds mm -hmm. that even in light of the hot take situation, she's nothing special, and Amanda Waller says, oh yes, you may not be something special, but you're disposable. <laughs> and I'm like, darn. He defied orders for Defacer from Amanda Waller. And people don't just do that. So she must be something special. Which again, I honestly didn't know who Defacer was before I opened this book. So she's sent, to, she's sent with King Shark to Wapid Bay. Which is somewhere in the sea. As soon as they reach the water, they're circled by sharks. King Shark explains his heritage basically. He's half... I don't know some of these words. He's half Amakua, but Lord <laughs> Chandraka. It's either Chandraka or Chandraka. Okay. I'm going to say Chandraka because I can say that easier. Also known as Camo, the cutter of waves, and he who is shadow above and below is the god of all sharks. And basically, King Shark's dead. Kamo informs him that there's a coming challenge that requires King Shark to be in peak form to represent in the Wild Games. As soon as I saw Wild Games, I was like, Hunger Games? King Shark exclaims he's been, and I quote, chomping fools and crapping bones since he's been on the squad. <laughs> uh, okay, you, you get it, King Shark. Roaring for King Shark to shut up, if Amanda Waller hasn't taught him respect, he's even more worried about his readiness. Issuing a challenger from an outside from outside his domain and species, Orca the Whale Woman, Dr. Grace Balin. I want to say Balin, but there's only one L. True. But Orca the Whale Woman surfaces to fight King Shark. And that's the end of the first issue. To be continued. 
Yes, so, personally, I think the art is nothing to hoot about. It's it's functional for the story, but it's nothing crazy. I'm not a, right. I'm not a very big fan about the fact that the facer is our protagonist. I'm reading a King Shark story. Why am I not following King Shark? Right. That slightly annoys me. Again, I find it incredible how consistently cruel writers make Amanda Waller throughout various comments. I guess that Collins does make her menacing whenever she brings up how disposable Defacer is. That's a positive. Also, I like right. Superboy. Superboy kind of looks like a dick, and I guess he should. And he again, he was wearing a freaking mankini. I had to look. I had to look it up because I saw it, and I said, "I think that's a mankini," but I've never had to research what a mankini was. So True. it was, but someone thought that was a good idea. But for a first issue, I was all right. I hope that there are better things coming up. Yeah. What about you, Isaiah? I've been speaking my face um, off. It's it's not too bad. I see. Hold on, let me go back to it. I see where you said the writing <laughs> was a little mm, because this whole pitter patter with what's the girl that he ate? Oh, hot take. Hot take. The hamburger hoochie. This whole pitter patter between them is half of it is irrelevant. <laughs> So, like, half of... And some of it isn't irrelevant, but just, like, the way it's written, it's... I don't know. It it's, it starts to give you an impression. Like, it's it's giving you the impression that you're supposed to have on these people. Yeah. But, like, the thing about good writing is that they don't give you what you need. You make those on your own because, you know, the audience is smart, you know? So you make so you make that on your own. So it's, it feels a little, here's what you need to know. I like a little more investigative comics. So I see where you're coming with that. The art, I think, you know, I think it's all right. I think I do find some things a little slapstick comedy, which I personally am a fan of. Wait, where? Um, oh, like the one. Okay. It's the one right after Hot Take is mad. It's the one where Defacer is, is like spitting shit out. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's just funny to me. The way defacer drawn is very i enjoy it it gives me shigaraki vibes from my hero from my, <laughs> i feel i understand well my yeah. friend are you ready for the second issue we're only going to be going up to three i'm ready from here on is quite a doozy here we go all right so it starts with another flashback uh, then and now i kind of have beef with that but I was, I put a note somewhere else that if the third issue, which does not, if the sh third issue mentioned something about then and now, starting it with a then and now as the first one and second one did, I would have beef, but it's only the first two, so I guess I forgive it. We find out Deface's name is Sean Sang. She's also leading a support group and Orca's there for some reason. Someone starts saying that yeah. he, he passed a mall while tempted he didn't steal high-tech items, referring to him as Giz. Is this Gizmo from the Teen Titans? Because she calls him Giz, and I, I was like, stealing high-tech items. Gizmo, little guy. But no idea. Thanks him, and turns their attention to their newest member. Orca doesn't feel compelled towards crime. She just struggled remembering who and what she is, also asking to be called Grace. She has to remind herself that she's a woman, not a beast. And it transitions to the present, where, ironically, she's shouting, I'm a beast! claiming to be queen of the seas she wants to be the representative for the ocean being 
thrown out of the ocean, Deface shouts for King Shark, but Kamo tells her not to intervene. But if you remember, if King Shark dies, Amanda Waller will blow her brains out. So she has no choice but to get involved. As Orca approaches King Shark, she claims that he is weak until he retaliates, declaring that she was born in a world of, and I quote, sofas and cinnamon chai lattes, and he of blood. Edgy, I guess. Sean swoops in via rocket boots. Neat, I, sure, alright. Now to prevent King Shark from killing Orca, because the tables turn very quickly. Pleading with him that Orca used to be a part of her support group, I think I think that's I, feel, I really feel like that's stupid. I feel like they, I'm gonna get back to this. I I feel like the character of Defacer in this comic is dumb. Her inclusion to this plot, it is brought in and it's not needed. Back to this, Orca used to be a part of her support group in Bloodhaven. She seems to have lost her way, but he has not. He said that she could control her blood frenzy and to show her how by example. Distracted, Orca dove back into the ocean. Defacer tries to stop her, but. She doesn't listen. Also, Orca's bleeding and she's diving into sharks, so that's about to be fun. I see that, yeah. Defacer tells King Shark to go after her, but Kama interrupts. King Shark has claimed his position as Exemplar of the Sea. It is not ideal, but final. Tearing? Yeah. <laughs> he bites open the portal, quoting, wounding the world. King Shark is told to enter the red and that he will be watching. Defacer pleads that if he leaves, she'll return to Amanda Waller empty-handed and lose her head. Kamo, uninterested in her deal with Amanda Waller, bellows that the future of the oceanscape rests on King Shark's shoulders. Ignoring this, King Shark grabs Defacer and jumps into the red. Back with Amanda Waller, they lose track of the two. Thinking that she died, Amanda Waller says, already? I'm like, oof, very little hope. They've just disappeared and associated with other vanishing elemental forces, Swamp Thing, Animal Man, etc. Traveling to an ethereal dimension, Amanda Waller orders for nobody to leave until a Task Force X capable of extracting from heaven, hell, and anything in between. Someone questions that wouldn't Task Force X have to be dead? Amanda Waller, quote, You think anybody's sentence in Belle Reeve ends just because they die? I like that line. On the other side of the red, Defacer has some of the red in her mask. Rookie mistake, claims King Shark. She exclaims that all she can smell is burning hair and used dental floss. I wasn't sure that that was a smell, but I had a powwow with Girly, and she said that that's a smell that someone smells, and all right, I guess. What is it? Used dental floss. Like, I know burnt hair, but it said burnt hair and used dental floss. I'm like, uh... Uh, yeah, I... I'm not familiar with that either. I'm sorry, sir. After you use your dental floss, may I sniff it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's purely for research. <laughs> it's purely. Of course. <laughs> it smells like burning hair and used dental floss. Unsure if this works with lungs, King Shark is about to explain how he removes the red from his gills, which I thought was kind of cute because he was trying to reach to her, but then Defacer blows up at him. Not wanting his help, she doesn't know why he chose her to get attached to, thinking they're similar because sometimes... They both go nuts and want to destroy things. But that isn't enough to build a friendship, and she's tried. She wasn't supposed to leave Hawaii, nor her dimension. But he didn't think about that. Stop thinking that they're friends and stop trying to like me. His friendship has made her A. Witness to a murder B. Discover a fish the size of a country, comma C. Dragged her through, and I quote, the universe's sphincter. Is that what they said? Is yeah. that what... 
It's that. Is, is that what Tom Selleck decided to say? Yes, yes, it is. To wherever so, they are now. King Shark explodes. He roars and storms off, claiming he can't do anything right. And I feel kind of bad for King Shark, because Deerfacer is really being ungrateful right now. Because it's either A, stay over there and get your head blown up, B, go with King Shark. Exactly. There are decisions to be made. But Deerfacer pees herself a little, so there's that. <laughs> this kind of cracked me up. So from behind her, a voice clarifies that God knows where they are, the Wild Realms. Every 10,000 years, the red, the elemental force of all animal life, thank you, I'm still confused, but at least it's attempted to be explained, because they just say, oh, the red, it's a portal, but it's also something that can get stuck in your mask. I'm like, uh, okay, and it's also something that the god of sharks bit a portal open through the world, it's a lot, I can't. Yeah. But the red must be revitalized. Each member of the Parliament of Limbs, all right, groom an exemplar to enter the well of evolution and add their material essence to the red to ensure their species dominance for the next millennia or more. <laughs> I read I read initially, uh, uh, I had to go through that a few times. In this realm, might is right. That sounds really dumb, and I'm a, I'm a Dragon Ball Z fan, so they must partake in it. <laughs> I mean, it's Mitra's right. They must partake in a tournament to the death, and they are currently in the waiting room. He introduces himself as Vic Wynn, chosen by the Lord of All Men to represent man in the wild games. I have beef with that statement. I really want to know, if he was chosen by the Lord of All Men to represent man for dominance going forward, why wasn't Batman asked to do this? But, I'm going to come back to that. But he is, Vic Wynn is the man king. The announcer greets ladies and gentlemen, males, females, and spectrum of conceivable genders. That's nice. They're trying. They're welcome to the Beating Heart, home of the Wild Games, which I guess is just the arena. Defacer must now reconcile with King Shark to convince him to lose. Me. What? Alright, so that's the end of the second issue. Uh, let me let me take you through this review. <laughs> this second issue starts with a flashback. Hope that the third doesn't do the same. The script for the comic is kind of whack. The I'm not beast to I'm a beast. Not great writing. It truly seems that the only character with good dialogue, as I said, was Amanda Waller. Yeah. <laughs> Wounding the world. What the hell does that mean? Dude took a chonk out the universe. Also, what is the red? Sure, they explain it, but why explain it if the explanation leaves me just as confused as I was before I received the explanation? Right. And that goes for a lot of things, this issue. Things are explained, but after reading it, I'm still lost. Is Swamp Thing there? Because they brought him up. Him and Animal Man have also disappeared. I'm I'm genuinely curious about that. Again, Amanda Waller has the best line in this issue about sentences in Bell Reef. I'm kind of excited, genuinely, about what the Task Force X is going to be. Because it's not going to be the same Suicide Squad. It's going to be people that can traverse hell, heaven, and everything in between. Which kind of excites me. Right. It kind of makes me sad. I'm excited about our antagonist more than our yeah. protagonist. Yeah. Defacer flips out on King Shark right after King Shark has his, in my opinion, first good line about telling her how to get the red out of his gills. Why is she so upset? If he hadn't, boom. No more worries about headaches. More cringy lines. The explanation that means nothing is given to us by a character that means nothing. Vic Wynn. All right. Why isn't Bruce Wayne chosen to represent man? I, he, okay. So I have a whole rant about this. 
I believe he is the most qualified to do this. But I, I would believe you if someone went to Bruce Wayne and said, hey, represent us for man in the, these wild games. He would say, no, I have better things to be doing. Cool. Why wasn't any one of his heritage chosen? If they chose Nightwing to do this, A, Defacia would know a character in the wild games and that would give her something to do that isn't just, oh, I'm the vessel for our reader to look through. And that would be kind of interesting because he'd be, hey, ex-girlfriend that I forgot, but now I remember because I was shot in the head, but I'm cool now. Right. That'd be kind of cool. And then if their death matches... Apparently, eventually, he'd have to one v one King Shark. That'd be a cool match. And sure, let's say you don't want to do Dick Grayson because he doesn't kill. You could do Red Hood. Jason Todd could do it. He's just as capable. And it'd also be kind of funny because he he'd also be, hey, you're my older brother's ex girlfriend. Ha ha ha! I'm gonna whoop your shark boyfriend's ass. Yes. Because oh no, there. I felt like there's there's much to be done. There's oh so much you could have done. It frustrates me when new characters are introduced to fill roles that could have been introduced by characters that already exist. Yeah. Um. But yes, I believe that first and foremost, Bruce Wayne seemed to be the most qualified for this. If you want a concrete dub, if you want to win anything, just go ask Batman. Yeah, I went on. Nightwing could have done it. They could have fleshed out Defacer. And he probably wouldn't want to kill, so Red Hood, etc. I'm not a fan of Vic Wynn. Why Why did we create him? Why was he created for this? He's some Asian dude with a blindfold. Wait, wait, can I go? Yeah. Okay, flashback. Also, not a huge fan. And the Phaser's referencing back to the support group, like, it was such a huge pinnacle of the DC universe. Exactly. And I'm like, why? It just... I don't know. It just felt like a really weird thing to hang on. It felt like a really odd plot driver. You know? I don't know. It felt really weird to me. I do like the art. I think it looks very pretty. It looks better in this one than the first one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it looks very pretty until you get halfway through. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> some of the... Which, I mean, of course, some things aren't going to look as better as the, as the centerpieces. Or, you know. But... You can you can tell where this time was spent and where it wasn't. The the him biting a wound in the world really came out of nowhere, especially for the second issue of King Shark. You went ah! I was like, there oh was my no god! Up. There was no ramp. At, by this point, he was literally just a humanoid shark. So where did this come from? Where he could just turn to his left, bite, and tear off. The time space continuum. I don't know. It really, it really came out of nowhere. The red, I admire them for trying to explain it. I don't know. It. I mean, as you said, it didn't really get many. It didn't really get anywhere. I think if there was a better explanation, I think I would have liked the idea that just literally just the facts of like them going through it and it getting in her, like Defacer's mask. It seems like an interesting. Thing, concept but they did not explain it well which now here is where we disagree i like vic quinn Ooh. because because i feel like if they brought batman in one the story would go way too easily because batman is op two 
it would just feel like they're putting Batman in everything. It would just be like, oh, what? We need somebody? Just put Batman. Which they already do. Just a guy? Just put Nightwing. I... And he seems... And he doesn't seem like the perfect monk that would ideally would represent Earth. He seems like a funny guy, and he seems very... He's enticing to me. I want to find out more about him. Fascinating. So... I like I like Vic Wynn. I like Vic Wynn in this one. Isaiah, you can interrupt whenever you'd like. One, if you have something to say, you can just go on and say it. I'll shut up. Sure. Also, this whole battle of the species thing, very <laughs> interesting. I think it was a little far fetched. I don't know. Just I I don't I think this this entire storyline, what it felt like, was a a not great storyline, and then it was just like. Bam, it was bulldozed by this other completely way weirder storyline. They said, keep going. And it, just, it just feels like they're here now, you know? Here. It doesn't feel like there was any real ramp up. It just feels like they're here now. So, and also, I agree, DeFacer feels like the... If, DeFacer feels like the character that is deliberately slowing the plot. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I... I want to watch King Shark. I want to watch King Shark I know, and stuff. I know, And And also, like, the facer does not seem like anybody that I want to enjoy. It doesn't... She doesn't seem very enjoyable. You know? I feel like anytime she talks, then I'm like, okay, next <laughs> slide. And speed up, then speed up. it's just more of her talking. And I'm like, what do you... Can we just... I don't know. Yeah, I agree with you there, though. I'm going to wrap up this review part. I enjoyed this issue more than the last one. I Yes. <laughs> I did not hate this issue. Collins was probably chosen due to his ability to, due to his ability to draw animals. They they look like circus animals, honestly, but yeah. they look they look neat. Mm. It feels like the rider doesn't really know what's happening but bravely charges forward, but it's not nearly as all over the place as Bendis' Superman run. Isaiah, I am going to get to that eventually. It makes me so angry. Dad, I already know exactly what you're referring to. Mm. Mm. I, I, I literally already know exactly what you're referring to. I'm now interested in some things carrying forward. I really want to know who comprises of Task Force X, DeFacer's Fate, and this tournament. Again, Dragon Ball Z fan. I throw down with tournament arcs. Let's see where this goes. Yes, I love tournament arcs. I I, th I think you and I could agree with that. I am a slut for tournament arts. <laughs> Getting oh saucy. Yes. All right, we're going into the last boy. Okay, I have to pee first, though. All right, carry on. All right, I'll still return. Return of the king. My friend, are you ready to jump into the third issue? I think I'm here now. And just looking at, just looking at the cover... The art is pretty. It is very ambiguous. You gotta remind me what third. I don't know if third. I dislike it. I don't think I dislike it, but I also have no idea what's going on. What's on the cover of the third? It's King Shark punching a a pink. Oh, the Thingma Bob. Blob, yeah, mouse-looking blob. All right, you ready for this? Let's get into it. I'm gonna show you you or not. So, back at Wapid Bay. The sharks cheer for Nonoe, but Kamo still doubts his son's newfound status. Peering through the red, again, is now something he can just peek through. 
and Mr. Beast is our host. Recapping the first day of the tournament to determine the domination of the animal world, Man King easily devastated Meerkat Master. He's kicking it, unsure if he actually killed it. I assume he killed him, but he just kicked the boy. King Shark barely defeated Walrus Lord with a tusk in his hand. Tusk off, Mother Tusker. Another not great line, but I really like his gladiator armor because it's kind of like a shark. Yeah. Uh, true, yeah. There's something. And did he kill it? Probably unsure. He, like, probably because he ripped off his tusk, but Mr. Beast announces that the Oceanscape and Primate Realm should be proud of their champions. So he said Primate, and when I think of Primate, I think of Monkey. When I think of Monkey in DC, I think of Gorilla Grodd. That would have been cool. That would have been cool. I want to. I want to see King Shark one v one Gorilla Grodd because that makes sense. That makes sense with Gorilla Grodd since he wants monkeys to be the top of the world. That is, I, I can't even disagree with you there. That makes total sense. All right, but King Shark doesn't believe his realm is proud. Cutting to Mister Beast discussing Deface's attendance, attendance, the Wild Games being an important event guided by millennia of tradition and rules. I learned that verboten means forbidden. There, they taught me a new word. She can't stay unless she's a parasite or his mate. Quickly rejecting this, questions how that would work. I don't want to be having this conversation. Especially not with Defacer. And thus, Mr. Beast must return her to Amanda Waller. Frantically explaining that sometimes she goes blind, goes into a blind rage, and her old partner, Pigeon, used to manipulate her. And use her for that. Cool, why is this Mr. Beast problem? He's got money to count or something like that. But Nanawe understood and offered his hand, which she blew up at last issue. So, why are you bringing this up? They don't, <laughs> quote, bump claspers. I was like, ugh, when I read that line. What was it? Bump claspers. They do not oh. bump claspers. May I say oh it God. again? Bump claspers. <laughs> but she wants to be there for him like he was for her, since that's, a, that's what a real true friend does. Sure, I'm going to accept this 360 after the last issue when she blew up at him. Oh, I didn't mention this last uh, at the end of the last one. The last thing she says at the end of the last issue is that she wants to be his friend again, but she wants to convince him to lose. And if this is a death match, why does she want to convince him to lose? Because if he loses, he dies. If he dies, she's going to have her head exploded. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll share my opinions on that after this. Back at it. Mr. Beast is moved by revealing his origin that the Parliament of Limbs gave him the ability... Ah, I'm getting back to you, Isaiah. To fuse two animals into a new chimera? Yes. So, Mr. Beast is moved by, the, by this, revealing his origin that the Parliament of Limbs gave him the ability to fuse two animals into a new chimera. He used to feel guilty about stealing their individuality and weaponizing them. I actually think this is kind of cool but is again moved by this path towards interspecies friendship. Causes him to believe that the abominations maybe didn't hate him and perhaps they understood. That doesn't really correlate, but I still, I still kind of like it. Allowing her to stay, Mr. Beast says that if the Parliament of Limbs disagrees, he'll tell them that the White God stands with her. Go cheer on her true friend and may the strongest species prevail. Exiting the room, the facer wants him to retire the white god thing. I've literally that was the second time they said that, and I'm like, what? What's the white god? Why are we referencing it like we've said this before? 
but outside King Shark heard the whole thing and offers his room as he fights for the domination of the sea. Surprised he heard it, King Shark can hear a wounded seal a mile away. Confused about what she said to him earlier and what she just heard, but that's what humans do, which is fair, I guess. She apologizes for earlier. Stressed after traveling through the universe's butthole, I quote, with a bomb in her head, finally thanks the assist. That's right. Thank you for thanking King Shark. Yeah. Not being cut out for interdimensional gladiator zoo, nor the Suicide Squad, asks to be friends with King Shark, and he agrees. Referring back to their interaction at Belle Reve, her neighbor had kids, and to calm her children down, yeah, she's just talking to King Shark, and she brings up that back with her interaction that she had with King Shark, how she would get, like, she would lose it, basically. She brought up that her neighbor had kids, and something that would calm her down, calm the kids down, would be the song that the mom played. And the facer tried, but it's just stuck in her head. It never worked. It's a rendition of Baby Shark, if you can't see, uh, my friend. Which obviously angers King Shark. They're interrupted by Man King bringing up the rules about violence outside of the ring. Yeah, he flips out over this Baby Shark thing, which I understand and respect. Yeah. <laughs> King Shark storming off. Man King offers the clearly shooketh defacer a drink. Back at Wapid Bay, someone sings a song to summon Kamo, appearing, asking what they offer and what do they want. It's a pair, a man in a bison belt, and someone wrapped in a blanket. The blanketed character says that the black bison wants so much to return to his people that he'll summon Lord Shakandra. Nope. Shandraka. All this character wants is King Shark, revealing it's Amanda Waller. I find it hilarious. As soon as Amanda Waller reveals her face, Kamo bolts. He, he's like, nope. Which is kind of hilarious. Amanda Waller scares the shark god. Black Bison apologizes. Amanda Waller and Kamo had a deal. She raises Nanawe, allow him to visit occasionally, and then he'll kill for her. Kamo would eat her if he wasn't sure that he'd choke on her. And then he runs away. Amanda Waller threatens that she wouldn't do that. The waters are about to get less cool. Kamo doesn't allow volcanic activity here, but it's Hellfire. It's freaking Etrigan. I think that's really, really cool. I was, I was already excited for this task force, and Etrigan is the first thing that shows up. I did not expect him. Also, what does Etrigan owe Amanda Waller? I didn't know he had a license, had some sort of uh, sentence with Belrive. So that's interesting. Also, finally, some good lines. Flee, flee, try as you may, but I assure that there's nothing good that way. And it's a cool shot. Once he's like lighting everything up. Turning away to meet Gentleman Ghost. Apparently, Gentleman Ghost is a Flash film that appeared in Flash 88. Uh, I didn't know that. Harpooning Kamo in the eye. Amanda Waller asks if he's had enough, but declaring to be the king of all sharks, he'll fight her abominations until the bay is bloody. Calling upon another member of her Limbo Legion. Again, Amanda Waller gets the good lines. This creepy bird lady finds things on the beach and has found King Shark's mom, Kaikia, a priestess who sacrificed her arm for King Shark. Revealing herself to be Pigeon, she defecates on statues, she says this herself, she defecates on statues, monuments, and consumes souls of priestesses like succulent seed. Girl, no, get off of her. I didn't like that. He's like, she started licking her, and I didn't like that. Wait, say the, say the defecation part, what? Pigeon reveals that she defecates on statues, monuments, no. She says that she, I am the defecator of statues and the defiler of monuments. Thank you, thank you. 
and consume souls of priestesses like succulent seed. No man, yeah. Pam. Not fun. Back with Mr. Beast, welcoming back the contestants for a second day to the Wild Games. This match has King Shark versus the Divine Emperor of the Nemothelmans, Prince Nematode. I'm not quite sure what that is. King Shark exclaims to Big Daddy. He refers to his father as Big Daddy. That's another B5 of this. <laughs> this is, this is kind of good. <laughs> but King Shark exclaims to Big Daddy that someone agrees with him and thinks he'll lose to this little snot. Nematode, let the sacred orgy begin. Oh, hell no. Mm-mm. No, sir. Oh, that's it? Uh, it's a parasitic worm. I found out that's what a nematode. It's spelled N-E instead of N-I, but nematode is a parasitic worm. And a bunch of them begin to form a large monster as King Shark realizes that Kamo is no longer spectating. Also, ends on a pretty cool shot. Yeah. Before we review this, I'm going to hang up. I need to call Gurley real quick, and then we're going to pick up, pick this up in like five minutes. Okay, cool. Right. I love you, bye. Love you, bye. Back in business, baby. Cool. So, I'm going to start my review. <laughs> what's that? I said I'm about to start the, my review. Oh, okay, go ahead. I guess my biggest gripe with this book is the amount of characters it has had to introduce to get me invested in it. Mm. I enjoy this issue. I still enjoy this issue more than the last two. Lines are still pretty bad, but Amanda Waller has consistently great lines. Man King is the champion of the primate realm. Why not Gorilla Grodd? Again, I explained that earlier. Also, DeFacer mentions her old partner Pigeon. Is that the same freak that's licking people's faces? Not a fan. You need to get better friends. The bonding moment between Mr. Beast and DeFacer makes very little sense. I really liked learning more about him, though. But she, he compared her friendship, quote-unquote, with King Shark to him fusing animals together and robbing them of their will, which I didn't get the link, but it happened. Her attitude, completely 360 towards King Shark. Also, what is the white god? They said it twice, and the second time she was tired of hearing about it, even though I heard it once before that. Yeah, she brought it up like it was mentioned prior, but it was not. Ha, huh. I appreciate King Shark getting very, 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 very angry about the baby shark thing. Because, if you do not know, baby shark is the most watched video on YouTube. It has well over 3 billion views. I did Actually? not. Yes, I did not know. I didn't know that. I didn't know that YouTube videos reached because it says 3.1 B, and I'd never seen a B before. I've seen M, but not a B. Wow. And I, I believe that if Mr. Sharkman can hear a seal dying from a mile away, of all these people on Earth, he can hear some baby sharks happening. I understand why that made him angry. It would make me angry. I also love, I love the fact that as soon as Amanda Waller revealed her face, Kamo bailed. He said, no, mm, and he, he uh, ran. He was like, no. <laughs> but he failed anyways, due to the Limbo Legion. I like the Limbo Legion. I want to see how each one of them are tied with Amanda Waller, but I'm also excited to see this fight between Prince Nematode and King Shark. Mm -hmm. That's most, that, that's all I've got for these. Okay, I, for one... I feel like I missed the the tournament arc. I would have liked to see just just a little bit more, just a little bit more, you know. Of the tussle, like, so at the end of the fight. But right off the bat, the art the, with Vic Win, I love <laughs> I love it. The kick, I love it. 
Yeah, it's just so... It looks like he isn't even trying. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I, I love that. Team Vic win over here. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Mr. Beast, I really like Mr. Beast. I like the character. The character. Defacer, I am wondering why she's here. <laughs> exactly. I don't... Okay, because the thing is, Defacer is being used as a point of view to tell this comic through. I just figured they would have made her character a little more um, attractive. <laughs> not phys not physically, I mean, just like a little more enjoyable, just in general, you know? You want to know what I wouldn't have minded? Who's that? If this was from Mr. Beast's point of view, I would love to watch this. Yes, of course, of course. Like, yeah, I like I like Mr. Beast. Because if he... Bomb huh? Bomba Beast? Bomba Beast? What's his full name? Bam. I'm not sure. I thought it just said Mr. Beast. That is what he's referred to as, but I know he has a full name. Oh, I can't remember it. I'm not sure. I'll have to it's research not that. I don't know why I said that. It's Obama Beast. Like, it's like B apostrophe something. The Beast. Baby Beast. BB Beast. That, that's gotta be it. <laughs> no, really. I, if it was from his point of view, A, he would have seen all these other challengers from millennia before. And then this upcoming round, he'd watch this Vic win and King Shark like go through the ranks because I assume they're gonna have to fight each other. Right. I really just don't like to face her. Yeah, she's not. She's doing nothing for me. Not my faves. Nightwing um, could have done better. True. He does do better though. So the art is is well done, but it's not capturing my interest. I was looking through and I was like, I'm really appreciating this art. But I don't feel like it's popping out to me. I feel like I'm having to like search and like search for oh, something. Yeah, part. yeah. I I don't know. It's not. That's why I was surprised whenever I saw the gladiator, his gladiator armor, because that was the first thing that stood out to me as, oh, that's kind of a cool idea. Yeah, that is a cool. Day, cool idea. The gorilla grod thing. I I completely agree with you there. That um. Because if it's for they're trying to ensure their species dominance for X amount of millennia. Why wouldn't he be there? Yeah, I really agree with you there. Also, I think they're, I think just in these past few installments, they're <laughs> getting better at the little bits of comedy that they're putting in. Yes. Could you give the me an example? Shark, the, oh the yes. Shark to do that is so funny. That is so funny. Just the way he starts getting so mad. I think that's hilarious. I like how she's shown visibly shaking afterwards. And I say yes. Yeah. Do not sing that song in front of Mr. Sharkman. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I think it's so funny. And then also just Vic's little intervention there. <laughs> He's a kid about you, it's Like, it's so pointless. And I, but like, it's not one of those things where I'm like, oh, that was, I read that for nothing. It was just, I don't know. It just felt kind of funny. You just know, instigating. Exactly. Amanda Waller is the funniest character. I can't. She does what she wants. The way she, she was just wrapped up in that blanket. So funny. <laughs> and no one even no one even thought to think who she no was. One, no one knew. No one knew. And then he was just like, oh my god, let me... Okay. He just ran. I mean, he, ran. He, he just left. I mean, Amanda Waller, she's a very well-written character. And even in the movies, like even in the first Suicide Squad movie with like Will Smith and Margot Robbie, like I don't know, like, that movie, it was okay. It wasn't my favorite. 
the original one. The the girl that played Amanda Waller was fantastic. I fear her. <laughs> yeah, I feared her, and I I really felt that the volcano thing, the Etrigan. Yeah, it's I enjoyed it. I yeah. love how out of nowhere that was because he said. Yeah, but... yeah, it just felt. It just feels like another like thing that Amanda Waller has up her sleeve, you know. Which I feel like she has a million of those up her sleeve. He can apparently Kamo can control the volcanic activity in that area, but nah, hellfire. I said, ooh. Yeah. Now, the gentleman ghost. I have no idea who he is. I'm gonna look up some I, stuff about I, him. I just I I don't know. It felt like why like why did that happen? You know. <laughs> yeah. What was what was he doing there? Why did he save the day? What was going on? What what were the? I I don't know. Well, no, I I guess that since he is part of the Limbo Legion, again, it was just sure. someone that yeah. can traverse hell, heaven, get to the wild realms. Right. Um. It that one felt a little bit out of the blue. The pigeon one, pigeon felt much more relevant she's a freak yeah she's a freak she felt relevant though uh the gentleman ghost didn't i don't know i didn't really understand that one however i'm not i don't hate him i when i read it initially i gave him a british accent yeah no he's definitely british in my brain well do you have anything else to say about this the only other thing that i have to say Oh, the pigeon! I don't. I have no idea what the freak is going on with the pigeon. <laughs> it's a little scary, though. It I'll say that. Quite scary. I think though. they did the art pretty well on on the pigeon. Um, the last slide with just with Prince Nematode. Yes, really um, cool shot. It, very pretty. Yeah, it is a really cool shot. If I ignore the big daddy so thing. Fun. It is so funny. Literally, just the shot at King Shark saying "Big Daddy." <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> First time I read that, it's a big daddy. I said, excuse me, but then it continued. <laughs> he just called him big daddy. That's so funny that they just left it right there. This <laughs> next comic cook book could be an entire, just a whole sex scene. And <laughs> that would daddy. track. Honestly, with these last three installments, that would track. I don't know. All right. Well, man, thank you very much for being here. I'm glad that I could do this with you. Chad, this is so fun. Can we can we do this like regularly? I will do my very best. I I would love to. We I could, enjoyed this. We, we could do the Bendis run. <laughs> what? So we could do that Bendis run, that Superman run. Oh yes. I have so much yeah. beef to pick with that, and I I know like okay, I've I've seen so many videos where so I watch like these comic book. Um, channel sometimes it's nothing i like follow but like mm-hmm. i'll just something will pop up and they always make references to these this to the superman run and they'll always make references to about how like annoying it is or whatever it's so funny um i don't know i guess i might lead up to that one with other superman things because yeah. i've read i've read some other really cool superman books because there was one that i like the gist of it it was a justice league book but it wasn't a, oh, this is the Teen Justice League, they go do something. It was just a breakdown of what these heroes in the Justice League do individually and what they have been up to. And the Superman one right. was basically, he tried to solve world hunger, but 
because of humans it couldn't be done because he had all he had the means he used he utilized all these empty fields that no one could use and he would he farmed things and he made food and grain and he took it to different parts of places around the world that needed it and he reached a point it was some sort of communist a made-up communist country and he offered the people grain but due to the military and the dictator they like they blew up all the food he had so no one got anything and he reached a point where even superman couldn't solve that problem so in the end he started to he started as Clark Kent and he started teaching the kids the future how how easy it is to like plant things and how if you plant something from this small it can grow to become something that can help everybody. And I was like, Wow, yes. that's yeah. a very that's that's a very nice thing. That's that's the that's the thing that they keep making fun of. <laughs> they're like they're, they they keep talking about like Superman be this big bad guy and then like there's like these pictures of um henry cavill like on all fours and like looking back at a camera and he's like on all fours in the grass like planting a seed or whatever <laughs> oh i need to see that you need, you need to send that i haven't seen that I'll, I'll try and send you the videos but um i don't like f- subscribe to them or anything so i hopefully i'll be able to find them but i'll send you them if i find them Heard. Well, that'll be all, my friend. Awesome. It's been a pleasure doing business with you. It's been a pleasure, Shad.